and welcome to Hello Government of the Podcast. As always, I am your host, Abdullah, and with me today is, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Lila Burzens. Whom you may know from a lot of shows and video games and a whole bunch of stuff, but mostly you're known for Zhao from Genshin Impact. Zhao, uh, yep. Yeah, <laughs> cannot, so, thank you for correcting me on that. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Croker on um, Amphibia, mm-hmm. and uh, Sophia on uh, from Batman: uh, The Long Halloween. That's right. <laughs> Those are the top three <laughs> roles I know you from, anyway. And I'm pretty sure yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of other <laughs> other stuff that uh, that I'm either too lazy to to look up or or uh, I don't have time to look up. So <laughs> you know. Is, uh, professionalism is uh that's is, right that's uh, right we pride ourselves on professionalism yeah we pride ourselves on professionalism <laughs> here on this show anyway right. the first question is the obvious one but we got to get it out the way first how did you get started um well i um have always loved performing like since i was a kid probably was in plays since like the age of six and didn't know that I could study voiceover until two years after graduating from college. So pretty much I thought, you know, I did a lot of theater. I did a lot of musical theater. I did a lot of singing. I thought maybe I'd work in like creative development at Nickelodeon or something, you know, as a children's media assistant because I was really into cartoons and things like that. Um, But uh, yeah, two years after college, a friend of my mom's told her about uh, uh, Edge Studios in New York uh, and I started taking classes out there, um, which was really uh, a good place to to get started. And then I basically I was working uh, a couple um, soul crushing day jobs for a few years. You know, I was a eligibility specialist at a health insurance company and I worked at a temp agency interviewing people for. Uh, office jobs and light industrial jobs. But in between all that, I was listening to podcasts and I was going to workshops and I was traveling into the city for classes and auditions and just learning as much as I could. Um, And eventually I connected with Roy Yokelson of Antland Productions, who became kind of my mentor and my first um, major demo producer. And he's worked, uh, he's an audio producer, director, engineer. He, he has worked on countless films, animated and live action, and with every, all the big, big names you can think of. And um, he, when I finished my animation demo, uh, he sent it off to someone at Disney who uh, said he wanted, he sent it over to somebody else at Disney. And then they were like, all right, we need to, we want to meet with her, have like a general audition. That was back in, 2013. So I started studying voiceover in December 2008, and December, and then March 2013, I found out about uh, going to LA. So I was like, "All right, if I'm going to be in LA for uh, a week, I'm going to milk that week for all it's worth." So I went out there and I scheduled, um, you know, a general audition at Nickelodeon. I went to women in animation meetings. I uh, scheduled lunches with people. Um, for those of that don't know, a general audition back when they did those more often was you would go into a studio and they would give you a bunch of scripts and you would just basically, they would just be like, go, all right, whatever you can come up with, um, based on the script, um, you know, show us your range. And they'd kind of create a makeshift demo out of that to keep in your, in the database so that, uh, they could keep you in mind for other things. Uh, so when it ended up happening was, um, you know, uh, I the meeting at Disney went really well, and um, the person who uh, 
you know, uh, met with me was connected uh, with Atlas Talent, and she actually used to work there. And she sent my demos over there. She said, "What's your goal?" I said, "Well, I want, <laughs> I want to have a a toe in the door, or at least a pinky toe, so that I can get out uh, in L.A. and start, you know, following following my dreams and making them come true." So. Uh, long story short, uh, uh, Atlas uh, said they'd basically start me on trial, uh, you know, for a couple months. And um, I said, give me a month. So by May of 2013, I had uh, moved and left everything behind in, the, in my Connecticut life and <laughs> and uh, and started over. Uh, and it was a very rough couple first couple of years, you know, Uber driving, Lyft driving, uh, pet sitting, just scraping by, constantly going to workshops and classes and meeting with as many casting directors as I could and just trying to get as, as learn every aspect of the business um, that as possible so that I could be competitive. And it wasn't until, uh, you know, maybe five or six years in that things started really happening. Um, and now I've been doing voiceover for 12 years now. And, and you know, it's it's snowballed uh it's it's been uh it's been quite a ride <laughs> so now i'm i'm so grateful that you know i'm working in the on the projects and with the people that i've always dreamed of working with and it's kind of surreal but you know it was it's been a lot of a lot of really long weeks and uh a lot of hustling but you know if you're stubborn and and you work hard and you you know things happen things can happen and uh, to give you guys an idea of how much work you've done in in um, in the past couple of years, getting this podcast together it was a nightmare. Cause, yeah, my schedule is crazy. Because we originally planned this, I think, in October, but then October didn't work, and then you know we were just like throwing around dates, and yeah, I think yeah. you were like the only person out of all the people that email me emailed me so much when it came yeah. to when it yeah. came to when it came to the dates and I'm like oh god <laughs> I hope I'm not causing any anxiety or anything like that cuz uh <laughs> no. that's uh that's a lot of emails that's a lot of emails day but we did it <laughs> we got it done but um how did you get involved in Genshin, though? I'm kind of curious now. So um, Chris Faya, the director, um, we had worked on a few other projects together. Um, and I uh, uh, loved working with him. And he's kind of behind I got an idea of my range from the other um, mainly games that we worked on. And, um, and honestly, what happened was he said, we have this role, for, role in mind for you. Uh, we think that you're the right voice type for it based on, you know, what you do, especially the kind of androgynous and the boy voices. They explained the background of Xiao's character, showed me an image and then played me, uh, I think, a Japanese reference. And they said they wanted it kind of a little bit more emo. And and uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, then uh, then then the reference, you know, with kind of clenched fists, kind of kind of a deal. And so I read for it, and then I uh, I got a call back when I was uh, visiting my family in Connecticut, and I, I was directed again on that audition and sent that in, and then I booked it. And it was I pretty much found out later that I was the only person that Chris had auditioned for that role because he kind of already had me in mind for it. 
Um, so that was really cool. <laughs> and I had no idea that this character or this game, anything was going to become so big. It was like, it just became this huge thing. And then, and I didn't even know the extent of it until like November of 2020 when, when my friend Christy Kate, who plays Chi Chi in Genshin was like, you have to get on TikTok. I was like, what? And I was so, I was so resistant to TikTok and it was going through the pandemic and I was like, you know, emotional roller coaster. And I was like, oh, social media, uh, like I'm barely, I'm doing my Instagram and my Facebook. And she's like, no, no, no. All the Genshin fans are on TikTok. Just, just try it. And so I made like one post of a clip of Xiao, like seven seconds. Like, hi, I'm the voice of Xiao. Happy holidays. Say hi. And, and it had like almost 400,000 views. And I was like, what the heck? So then I started connecting with the Genshin community on TikTok and it became like this amazing thing that also helped me kind of get through, has been, is still helping me get through the pandemic. Um, you know, getting to connect with a whole new fan base. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of it. And now, and I play Genshin all the time. I'm super addicted. Uh, I'm only adventure rank 31, but I'm slowly working my way through. <laughs> so that's, that's the story. That's my Shao backstory. <laughs> uh, and have you unlocked Shao? Do you play Shao? I'm kind of I, I'm a, I'm a Shao main. I always, I always play as Shao. I have Shao, my main four, just because they're the highest levels and I just work best with them is usually is Shao, Diluc, Barbara, and Diona. Um, sometimes I will switch uh, between Diona and Venti, or I'll switch out for Razor, depending on what the event is. But just in terms of what I need for healing and for damage, uh, they seem to work well together. Um, so yeah, well, you've been playing so a lot more than I have because I gave up on it. <laughs> oh man, there's certain there's certain quests and challenges that like oh god, I just wish that I had you know, back in the day when I could just like ask my, uh, ask a neighbor to come over and like, can you help me get through this really tough level? You know, it's like, I have to do it all myself usually. Cause, and then the, the friends that know it really well are like either far away or they are used to playing it on, on, uh, on the, uh, computer or con- uh, instead of a PS five. So I'm just like, I'm just like, help me get by this level. So it just takes me a little longer to get through some of the quests. Uh, I'm at the, uh, Oh, forget what's called. Like the find the items at the abyss, um archon quest or something where i have to um i just you have to figure out a way to kill the abyss mages before that big i forget what it's called the big metal thing that 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 shoots missiles at you flies up and starts shooting you because i'm like i'm just as soon as that happens i'm a sitting duck (laughs) so slowly but surely i'm getting through the game no i just gave up on it because i'm like this is just too much time <laughs> this, oh man it was well, like yeah, too much what, time and i just don't I, have time i'm sorry i try to like i used to i used to get lost for hours and hours on end and now i try to like actually you know keep it to an hour or so so that at least i have a night now what i do is i get on the gazelle which is, is like it's kind of like an elliptical except it's you just move back and forth on it and i'll just grab the controller and i'll go for like half an hour or an hour so i'm working out and playing games and i I'm like, oh, cool! I burned 300 calories, and oh, look, I beat that quest. You know, <laughs> kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> Take I, multitasking I, to a whole new level. <laughs> no, I, I honestly can't do that because, like, whenever I play a game, I'm just like, 
I have to, if it's something I want to finish, I have to finish oh, it. So <laughs> like, it basically <laughs> consumes your life and you like yeah. won't sleep and you won't move yourself. You'll just be like sitting in the corner and drinking Soylent. <laughs> like I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. That's funny. <laughs> That's mo- funny. You just grow, mo- growing a wizard beard. Yeah. Yeah. There's moths and flies and everybody. And you're just like, you just, you know, the pizza guy's like again. <laughs> just like, <laughs> It is oh. more couch than man now. That's right. He's morphed into the couch. <laughs> it's more couch than man. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> if rec- he's reclined too far, how can he get any more relaxed? <laughs> uh, <sighs> no. Uh, so I take it like with you uh, playing, being a, an active Genshin player, you don't mm-hmm. mind hearing yourself in in game. Right. No, no, it's it's really funny though because in in the past, uh, I you know I've I've voiced uh, characters in in like hundreds of games, but I've barely ever played them. Like I, uh, it wasn't you know because I I have a short attention span for certain for a lot of things, <laughs> and it takes it has to be really good for me to get involved, or I have to be really focused, or you know you know so, um, Genshin just kind of. Um, had all those elements that I was looking for. Uh, and uh, uh, it is, it was a little jarring and weird at first to hear my voice <laughs> while going through the game. I was like, I'm a little aggro there. I was a little aggressive. Like, especially when, when I just randomly start going, Ugh, those memories so dark. I was like, Oh God, it's too much. Like, cause they don't tell you, like, they're just like, all right, do this line, do this line. And you have, you have no idea what lines are going to make it in. And then you're like, Oh, they used that. I think there's one where where I get low on health and I swear I said something like, shut it, fool, <laughs> something crazy like that. Uh, but yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird, but it's fun. It's fun. No, I, and it's, uh... it's also fun because all my friends, like I hear half my friends. I'm like, oh, I know. Like I'm friends with a, the majority of the people in the game. So it's just like as, as the more I get into the game, I'm like, oh, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> No, and I had um, Stephanie Sutherland on here. Um, yeah, we talking I love about Stephanie. When, when we were talking about Jean, she said like uh, I don't I don't remember if it was her nephews or whoever would always like joke about her dying <laughs> in the game because she says yeah. Mostet in in the game whenever she dies, <laughs> and, and that became like a running joke in her house. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is funny. So. Yeah, it's 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 a game that I understand the appeal, but honestly, I don't have the time for it. It's like a her- Herculean task of yeah, yeah having to 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 play it. And uh, no, but I'm but I'm kind of glad you, you because a lot of voice actors I have on, like whenever I talk to them about video games or any of the stuff they've done, they're like, I can't stand to watch it or play it. I I can't stand mm. listening to myself. <laughs> No, I mean, I find it, I, I enjoy it because it's like, you know, it's it's something that I worked on. It's my baby. Like, I'm not weird about, like, not wanting to watch or hear something, um, you know, if it was on camera, maybe. <laughs> but I, that's why I like voiceover because I don't have to be as self-conscious. Like, if it's if it's voiceover, I'm, I'm, I'm down, you know. And uh, I got to mention, like, uh, one of the one of the shows you're currently on that I'm a huge fan of is Amphibia. And I really oh, thank you. really like Mrs. Croker. And uh... oh, thank you, honey. She's so fun. Oh, I, I love Mrs. Croker. I love this. I love the show. The cast is phenomenal. The writing and the comedy is just oh, 
like you know it's the kind of show that like i will literally be laughing out loud and it takes a lot to do that you know you have to really have the right right kind of humor for it um but i i love working on that show and everybody is amazing absolutely amazing and uh you know speaking of mrs croker like there's this one episode in season one where we get where we get her backstory and it's probably like the weirdest episode (laughs) in that season yeah it was really really uh really fun times because it was a weird episode because it's like hey remember that old lady character that showed up for like a couple of you know jokes here and there in the previous episodes yeah yeah she's a spy and there's a hitman trying to kill her oh and by the way the guy who played jonah was jeff bergman who voices uh bugs bunny in a series of uh looney tunes clips and things like that series of different uh well there's um uh he was in there's a couple of different the I think it was the Wabbit show and a couple other things. Um but yeah, so it was like I was fighting Bugs Bunny, kinda. <laughs> he also does Fl- Fred Flintstone, so that was kind yep, of hilarious. Yep. He does a lot. He does a lot. I ran into him once at Salami Studios. I was like, You are so cool and like Yeah, we we talked a little, took a picture together. And is that sh- do you do your recording separately or is it Oh yeah, everybody's separate. Uh, I mean, I'll occasionally bump. I've bumped into members of the cast from Amphibia while walking out. I've bumped into Kevin Michael Richardson. I've bumped into. Uh, um, oh, oh, my brain just. Uh, uh, hold, give me one second. Um, uh, D. Bradley Baker. I've bumped into. Um, uh, who plays the mayor? It's on the. I just forgot. Uh, the Stephen name. Root. Thank you, Stephen Root. Um, it's uh saturday at nine nine my time so my brain is still waking up but yeah so occasionally we'll i'll run into uh people in the cast but because of everybody's schedules and things like that it's uh and just in terms of timing and what the directors need it's always usually single mic i although i believe i'm at least um i would guess that for the main four uh leads that sometimes that they're reading together you know um you know ann and sprig and and uh hot pop um and all that jazz um well no and holly that's four there we go (laughs) (laughs) told you my brain's still waking up um yeah yeah but normal i mean occasionally in cartoons you do get to work as an ensemble but uh it it really depends uh it depends on the network it depends on schedules depends on a lot of things so when you actually do get to do that uh it's it's really it's really phenomenal for um a barbie movie that i was in barbie and chelsea the lost birthday that we got to do ensemble uh rainbow butterfly unicorn kitty on nickelodeon that we did ensemble um you know um but things like batman the long halloween part part two that was all single mic uh and uh you know, it's it was kind of crazy to to see it all come together after the fact. And that's the magic of voiceover is, you know, you're recording your line separately and it has to and it sounds like the person is right next to you and in the room. And then so that then when they put it together, you, you can't tell. Um, it's, it's the it's the art of talking to yourself. <laughs> yeah, go in this padded room and have a conversation with yourself. You don't mind. No, I don't mind. <laughs> and And speaking of long Halloween. Like I usually don't, because I'm 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 of the opinion that, um, that that uh, especially when it comes to legacy characters, that 
Mm. A lot of people can voice the character and everyone has their own has their own incarnation, but yeah, I really feel sorry for anyone else who's going to voice uh, Sophia Falcone cuz you just you were just perfect for the role in every way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I don't know. I really just uh when I heard the you know, got the backstory of her character and she's such a sympathetic villain just everything about her, I was like, this is something I really, like, it just connected with. And, um, you know, she she's so, uh, so wants to just get approval and be seen as an equal to to the men in her family uh, and, uh, and get the approval and respect of her dad, who, you know, uh, he's in a position where a lot of the times he just, he just can't do it. Um, and he's very emotionally unavailable. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy working on challenging uh, acting roles where you get to a more vulnerable and raw place because, you know, acting is therapy for me. And, and the more sides of oneself uh, that you get to explore, the, the more powerful it, it can be. And, you know, it, it's healing, too. So I just I was so grateful to be able to be a part of that. Um, I got to be a part of the DC universe for the first time, and then uh, Aquaman, uh, King of Atlantis, came out on HBO, the trilogy, and I got to play a uh, got to play this fun little crab that tells uh, Aquaman where to go, and uh, and so I got to do two different DC projects. <laughs> it was really nice. It was really exciting kind of dipping my toes in the DC universe. I think um, my favorite scene from Sophia is when she just talks to her, to her father and says like, what happened to you? Like, why are yeah. you yeah. <laughs> partnering yeah. up with these costume maniacs? Like we've gone yeah. from like low rent villainy to super villainy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, you know, and you can see that the relationship is there, but it's strained and, <laughs> and she, and she just, just, and then she, and, oh, and, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to, I was just about to say that one of the things I really loved is this portrayal of Falcone in this, in this movie, in this incarnation, because he's like, he's very vulnerable, but he just has to, yeah, he can't show it. And yeah. he's put in the position of this is all, this is his life. And it's yeah. really well done. And if you have not seen the movie, you're missing out because it's, it, it is really, really well done. And, uh, it's really sad. It's it's very bittersweet, but uh, thank you. It's uh, it's really great, and I hope that uh, Dark Victory gets uh, an animated adaptation because I would love. To I see am. Sophia I come would back. love. I would love that, and I hope that one day I get to actually meet Titus Welliver, who uh, is most known as Bosch in the show Bosch, uh, who plays my father, uh, Carmine Falcone, because. Uh, yeah, he was just a phenomenal actor, and I, I, I we're in the same scene together, but we never met each other, which is bittersweet. Bittersweet. Just... Yeah, I, I mean, I'm usually, you know, I, I mean, celebrities in, in, in animation is kind of hit and miss for me, but mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. perfectly cast as well, and I can't, like, oh God, he, he was so good. Like, yeah. really, really, all his scenes were so well done, and he was He was a powerhouse. He, yeah. he was not. He wasn't half-assing it at all, and Mm-mm. I was glad. Mm-mm. I was glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the cast was was really wonderful. Um, yeah, fun fact: if you watch that film, 
Uh, there's also uh, two little uh, other things that I played. I was uh, Batman's mom in the flashback scene where uh, uh, where they get the the parents are you know held at gunpoint. Uh, and a couple of the efforts for Poison Ivy when she, during a fight scene that they just needed uh, a voice match for. So you listen very carefully. You might hear my sighs. <laughs> in the final battle or the start? At the uh, in the battle battle. with, uh, with uh, there's a battle with, um, it was, uh, hold on a second. Because the uh, opening of the second one is uh, with a battle with Catwoman. Yes, that was the that was the battle. Okay. <laughs> yes, just it was a sure. it was a while. I'm just just trying to remember. Um, yeah, yeah, those good times. And uh, like, out of all the characters you've done you've done so far, which one was the most challenging for you? Huh. that's a good question. Challenging vocally or acting wise or. I mean, just in general. In general? Hmm. I would say, in general, one of the most uh, difficult ones I played was uh, Gondol the Valkyrie in God of War 4. Because it was so intense. Every scene was so intense and there were so many efforts and it was very vocally stressful. (laughs) Um, You know, the whole time I'm I'm having these incredibly... uh, uh, intense uh, fighting scenes and things like that and all these efforts that we're doing uh and then anytime when i voice creatures there's zombies and things like that that's uh that's pretty pretty tough uh overlord gayara in uh, world of warcraft which is this uh leader of the maghar orcs was also challenging uh just again vocally um so anything that involves a lot of rasp, shao can be vocally stressful at times too. I have to be careful because they're all. I do a lot of raspy characters. What can I say? Uh, but yeah, those those have been some of the most most challenging for sure. You know. And, and do you feel that because you excel at raspy characters, that that's what you're going to be known for? No, I think that what I'm most known for are badass characters. Uh, I think that and casting directors around L.A. have often, like, kind of put me in the category of we need a badass person, we're, we're contacting Lila. Like, I think I'm more known for badass <laughs> uh, than raspy. Um, but I, I am one of the um, – I am a creature uh, specialist, so uh, so I do get contacted for those sorts of things as well. But I think more than anything, badass and villain is what I what – I, um, want and hope to <laughs> to be be known for more than anything because those are the those are the things I just uh, gravitate towards and you know I'm not looking for somebody cool is too cool for too cool for school and doesn't have to try call me <laughs> or if they need somebody really aggro like an intense Viking or something like that you know do a lot of powerful characters you know and. Um... You know, you mentioned like doing efforts. Like, do you, how do you prepare for that? Well, I mean, the only, only thing you can do basically is I drink a lot of uh, throat coat tea and I do vocal warm ups and straw phonations and cool downs. Um, and then I just make sure I get a lot of sleep and, uh, you know, take breaks in between. But, you know, when you're doing a, a really, uh, you know, a, 
a very action-packed video game, it's a workout, you know? So they usually break it up into, um, into, into sections um, and leave the, the most difficult stuff for last. Um, I have made it a point to no longer do games that are all efforts because it's just too much. Uh, but usually the majority of games you're doing a series of dialogue and then heightened, uh, you know, uh, battle efforts of various degrees. And then you get into the more intense stuff, uh, you know, um, case in point would be smite or paladins. You know, you go through all the fun lines and things like that. And then you've got a series of different things to say. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you just basically the same way that you would have to prepare for animation. It's just, you have to pace yourself, uh, and, and take breaks and, and, uh, you know, uh, make sure that you, that, that you're supporting your, your vocal cords and, and using the diaphragm when you're, when you're projecting and all those sorts of things. I, I, I'm grateful to have singing experience. So I know how to, to do these things without hurting my, <laughs> my voice. Um, Yeah. Hope and, that answers that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with with uh, home recording being more the norm nowadays, do you think that's made it easier or harder for more people to get into the business? Oh, I mean, I think there's so much opportunity um, for people all over the world. Uh, I mean, even before things got even more remote, uh, remote centric, as I call it, uh, I think that if you figure out what you're best at uh, and you know how to market it uh, or, you know, uh, you can, you can do very well. You can live almost anywhere and succeed in this business. It's really a matter of, um, I mean, there's certain, obviously certain locations you kind of need to be um, at least for a period of time before you're established um, to be able to, to work remotely. Like if you want to work in the LA, like, like the animation industry and things like that. But I mean, there are people from all over the world that are that are working uh, and in all sorts of genres. I mean, there's uh, narration alone for companies is never going to is never going to end. So, um, yeah, no, I think there's more opportunity than ever. Uh, It's just a matter of uh, the talent, the cream of the crop rising. You know, if you have the talent and the the persistence, uh, you can you can really be anywhere, you know. It's all about networking at the end of the day. Really. It really is. It's about who you know and making a great impression and, uh, when you get into those sessions so that they want to call you back and, uh, and keep working with you. And that's, that's the goal is that eventually you get to a point where you're still auditioning all the time, but you'll get some emails from previous clients or from clients that re- remember you from something um, you know, that somebody else uh, they saw, saw you working on or, uh, and, and you start to get um, called in for things directly, um, which is, you know, always the goal to be remembered and to get work without having to always work for it. Um, although our job is always going to be auditioning always, no matter what. (laughs) I mean, you have to, if you're not auditioning, you're not working. And if you're not, exactly. (laughs) That is our job. Yeah. It's literally, literally when you're not working, you're auditioning and, (laughs) and vice versa. It's I mean, the hamster wheel that we joyfully jump upon. <laughs> I mean, with with your busy schedule, do you find it harder and harder to to find time for yourself, or is it, or is it not no, much of a difference? Um, I I'm pretty good now about time management in terms of you know scheduling my day so that I, um, you know, have time to relax. 
I, I've struggled with being a workaholic in the past and with working, you know, later than I should. But now I pretty much have um, things set in place. You know, in the morning for two hours, I'm doing auditions. Then I'll take a break. Then I might do a session. Then I'll take a break. Then I'll do more auditions in the afternoon. Take a break. And then in between that, I might go to an appointment. I might go work out. And then the evening, by five or six, that's my cutoff. You know, I'm done. Like, I might work on something uh, you know, in relation to my website or something else for a little bit. But other than that, you know, once it's dinner time, I'm, I'm just, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to relax, watch some, watch some shows or play some games. Cause I need that. I need to decompress. Um, and, and also, you know, uh, spending four to six hours in, in the booth every day is exhausting. You know, you need that time to just recover. So, um, yeah, it's more about just, you know, if somebody's like, hey, you want to grab lunch and it's during the work week, I'm like, uh, let me see. I, I barely ever take a go, like, go out to lunch with people or things like that because I'm just my recording schedule and 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 everything like that. And uh, I just need to have time in between for breaks. So so that's the only thing. But in the evenings, yeah, I'll go do stuff for sure. <laughs> night owl <laughs> nah, no definitely not a night owl or i i don't think i've ever been a night owl like the latest i'm up is like 11 or 12 but normally now with my schedule i'm just like by 10 or 11 i'm like all right yeah i gotta go i'm trying to get better about having the same sleep schedule uh uh because i'm usually always in the booth by around eight um so uh it helps so that i can not be exhausted <laughs> I know people I, that do a lot of late late night, early morning stuff. I'm like, how do you do it? <laughs> well, I mean, my my sleep schedule kind of went to to hell <laughs> thanks to you know all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. But yeah, you know, I think yeah. I'm I think I'm at the point where I've controlled it, but I don't want it to you know <laughs> mess up again because if it does, sure. you know, I'm back down the rabbit hole. That's right. That's right. Um, and, um, and, and you mentioned your website and I, and I got to give you credit for being, uh, cause I listened to another interview you did and you mentioned your website and I got to give you credit for being one of the few people who keeps up, who keeps updating their website and is, and uh, cares <laughs> enough about the traffic that they get on their website. Cause a lot of voice actor websites are not very good. I'm sorry. Mm, mm. Oh, I try, try to do what I can, keep the Google bots happy, you know. Because <laughs> uh, with a lot of voice actor websites, you just go to the website and it's like, here, here's a bunch of demos and here's a resume yep, and yep. that's it. And it's like, eh. <laughs> I'm actually like completely, this. I'm com- actually in the process of completely revamping my website and working with search engine optimization people so that every page has, you know, is is tailored for the genre that I'm covering. So I have like, it's been a long process. I think there's 13 different categories and we've gone through about 10 of them already. And, and then I've been, um, I've taken all my demos and I've been separating them into individual clips so that clients will come and say, okay, we need to listen to something with gravitas that's warm and friend or that's warm and friendly. Oh, this sample says gravitas. Let me click that. So I'm trying to get better also with just organizing and I got a new logo and I'm like, I'm doing all these things. So uh, because I know how important it is to show up on the first page of Google, um, when in a search as much as possible. So yeah, it's something that I, I, uh, you know, the, the site I have right now, 
was made a few years ago and it's it it's it functions for what it were for what it uh for what it does but um but i can't wait to share my new site it's gonna be amazing <clears throat> a whole new world <laughs> a whole of seo new world <laughs> uh, right seo and roi and uh, do you find it like harder to keep up with all the social media and stuff? Because you have to constantly keep promoting yourself on on those things. I just sort of like I try to pick and choose what you know. My social media is dictated by okay, what what job did I complete that now I have a copy of that I can share, or what show is coming up that that I can promote. And I just sort of um, will just draft something in my notes folder on my computer or my phone, uh, you know, uh, and then once it gets closer to the time, I'll fill in the blanks. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it can be a little overwhelming at times, but I try to to I've tried to cut back and just focus on on, you know, a couple main things that I can uh, discuss during the month so that it's not too much and not overwhelming. Uh, and you know, it's just sort of part of the business. So it's just one other thing that you have to do. So not too bad, not too bad. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, watching shows and playing games. What are you currently watching and what are you currently playing? <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm currently playing Genshin and pretty much only Genshin except occasionally Mortal Kombat two and some other things like that. Um, and watching, I, well, I'm, about to start watching season three of Amphibia because I know that's just come out. Uh, I'm about to start watching uh, the newest season of Animaniacs. Uh, in terms of live action, I've been watching In the Dark on Netflix season three. Almost done with it. Before that, I was watching You on Netflix. I like the really bingeable shows. Uh, and then, I mean, cartoons wise, nothing new other than the, the stuff that I watch like every Sunday night, which is Simpsons, Family Guy, Bob's Burgers, you know, the Great North, things like that. Um, so it's kind of, I kind of jump all over the place though um, in terms of what I'm watching. Um, oh, and I even started watching uh, I, uh, Hey Arnold from the nineties. I started rewatching that. Uh, sometimes if I can't sleep, I'll just sit in the uh, dining room, put on the foot massager and just like watch Hey Arnold for a half hour so I can get sleepy again. <laughs> <laughs> again, guilty birds with one stone, you know, that's a great show. That good, good, uh, good choice. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. And as an adult, when you watch it, it's like you get so many more of the nuances. Um, it's just, yeah, it was one of the one of the best. I mean, the Renaissance era of Nickelodeon in the 90s I just I feel bad for, I feel bad for these kids today who who will never experience Snick or I and all, all the shows that we used to watch that just uh shaped our childhood in a, in a way that you know the shows today are great but it's just like we were part of the renaissance it was a totally different world of, I mean, of it, cartoons. It, it feels weird to me whenever I see someone complain about kids' cartoons having gross-out humor, and I'm like, well, have you seen an episode of Ren and Stimpy? Because uh, yeah! kids love that. <laughs> no? Oh, yeah. And it's also, it has to be, uh, you know, there's a fine line in figuring out how to uh, make both a young and older audience enjoy it. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I like Amphibia so much, because it really plays both sides the way that uh, SpongeBob does and things like that. Um, I love shows that do that. Good writing. Good writing is everything. Good writing, good jokes, you know, good timing, good comedic timing and good chemistry with castmates. You know, can't fake that. <laughs> 
But, yeah, I mean, and, you know, you talk about Renaissance. I think we got another Renaissance with Gravity Falls because it is yes. so, so crazy how a lot of people who worked on Gravity Falls ended up going on to do their own shows. And they pretty much di- are doing the current, you know, second Renaissance of animation. Cause... It is amazing. Oh, speaking and thank you for reminding me because I've also just finished watching uh, the first season of uh, Inside Job, Alex Hirsch's newest uh, series. Uh, which is phenomenal. Um, highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, all of Alex's projects are incredible. Yeah, yeah uh, that that was a show that I went into like having thinking, oh, it's an adult comedy. You know, I'm expecting <laughs> a lot of fart jokes and what have you. But it was uh, it was really good. And yeah, got that twist at the end. <laughs> That was, was yeah. Like, please don't cancel this after one ep- one season. I want to see more yeah. of it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But but I mean, you keep up with with animation, and I just wanted to ask, like, do you take notes about the changing styles, or is it just the norm for you? I mean, I've always loved watching cartoons. I definitely will will take mental notes of you know, and I I definitely need to know what style each show is so that when I get an audition from a specific network, I know what they're looking for and what they're not looking for. You know, with, for example, with Disney, uh, they're usually uh, more open to uh, improv uh, than, you know, with Nickelodeon, when you do an audition, improv can only be on the second take. Um, Also, you know, there are some uh, networks that are really focusing on realism and then there are still some things where you can get away with being a little more cartoony and cheesy, but it, it all depends on, on what the network is. And um, more than more often than not, though, realism um, and grounded performances are what's in now. You know, um, they they're doing the cartoony cartoons less and less, you know, <laughs> but definitely you got to watch them so you know what to what what to uh, what you're competing with. And what advice would you give for anyone who wants to get into the business? Uh, become the best actor you can be. Study all different forms of acting, not just voiceover, but uh, you know, on camera, stage, uh, improv. Take improv classes. Uh, take a small business class because uh, you're starting a small business from scratch. Uh, and you know, there is a plethora of information uh, out there. Um, there's a website actually that D Bradley Baker created, and I believe it's called I want to be a voice actor.com, which has a lot of free resources. Um, make sure that you get, that you focus on the journey and not the destination. Uh, it's not just about putting together a demo uh, and getting work. It's about making sure that when you, when, after you've worked with a coach, that your demo is competitive enough uh, to, uh, you know, um, to make it uh, to the to the ears of the right people and it because it's your calling card there's a lot of people that that rush or say oh i'm going to make my own demo or they you never want to do that <laughs> that's a big big no no uh and then other than that um it's one of the big things is just don't get discouraged because this takes time it takes a lot of time it wasn't until my ninth year that the really big things started happening um, you know, the, the jobs I would consider dream jobs and the people that stick with this and don't give up and work hard and, and, and realize that rejection is just part of the business 
uh, are going to succeed because you need to have a, you need to develop a thick skin and just keep, keep pushing out those auditions, keep networking with people. Um, but yeah, it's, there's no one size fits all approach. It's, but, um, but those are some of the tips. And then the biggest other thing is just make sure that your mental health is taken care of because you have to be in a good headspace to be a great actor and work with coaches as much as you can, you know, as much as you can. And uh, before we get going, uh, is there, you know, can you give us an update on what you're currently working on and where can people find you online? Let's see if there's anything I can talk about that. Oh, um, so let me pull up the information on this. There's something really cool that I just worked on. And actually the phone number is live today, but I'm waiting from the, the company to, uh, to get get the information. I just got to do, today is Stranger Things Day. Netflix is Stranger Things. And I got to do a phone system for General Mills. Uh, it's basically like an, you, there's going to be an 800 number you call in and you choose your own adventure. It's like a prize giveaway. And uh, I am the narrator for this. Uh, it's kind of like an 80s call center vibe. And it's a choose your own adventure thing. So you can call the number and different things will happen. Uh, there's select boxes of uh, General Mills cereal that will have uh, the phone number on it. Uh, I wish I could give it today, but I don't have that information yet. Uh, in terms of other things um, that I can actually, there's so many things I'm working on, that, but I can't talk about them yet because of NDA. Um, but uh, yeah, the only other thing is um, uh, when does this, I don't know when this airs and it might be, might be too too late to post this i'm doing a another genshin autograph signing next friday saturday and sunday um november 12th to 14th from my tiktok and youtube and um if you want to check out any of the stuff i'm doing my tiktok is at lila burzins voice l-a-i-l-a-b-e-r-z-i-n-s voice um my youtube is lila burzins voiceovers i do a lot of funny funny things, silly things on there. My website is lilaburzins.com and my Instagram is lilab underscore voiceovers and Twitter is lburzins underscore voices. This was before the days when I realized I should have just made every, uh, every account the same uh, name, but so it's always has the word voice in it. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. And when do, when, I don't know when this airs. So, um, but yeah, so, but I am doing an autograph signing next, next, uh, week. Um, which the link is streamily.com slash Lila Burzins. And there's going to be a bunch of Genshin Impact Prince, Xiao, and uh, also, um, Demeter and Persephone from Hades game. Um, so that'll be really fun. And that'll be live streamed on my TikTok and YouTube. If you follow me on either of those, you'll get all the details. <laughs> the link will be in my bio. <laughs> so uh, check that out if you're a fan of those games and if you want uh, you want an autograph and uh, you want to support the artist, which I encourage you to do because <laughs> <laughs> you know because uh, we need the we need all the support we can get these days and build a strong community and what have you. That's right. We're a family. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, yeah, before we officially sign out, I just want to say that uh, thank you so much for taking the time off to do this. This has been a lot of fun, and I know this was my a, pleasure. This was a pain trying to get everything together. Yeah. And, but uh, 
thank you so much. And, you know, we got to get you back on sometime again. Cause I would love that. A, a lot of fun. So thank you so much and take care, stay safe and uh, you too. See, see you next time. All right. Take care. Sounds Bye-bye. great. Bye. Bye.